What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Mate Varsity. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. Hey, everybody. My name is Dave Rivera. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DRivera1222. Hello again, everyone. It's your boy, Maverick. You can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. Hey, everybody. It's me, Aaron, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. Never fails. What are you waiting for? I was listening, but I was hearing it, but not listening. We just started. We literally hit record. Like, it wasn't even a long time between when we hit record. And yeah, and then talking. I was thinking about what I was going to say. <laughs> because it changes every time. I, I'm always thinking, but it always happens too quickly. Y'all, I am fun employed. I, you're in a beautiful spot. I didn't get a huge, I didn't get a long shot at being fun employed. I had to wait to the very last second to get my job. So I'm happy for you. I am in a good place. Yeah, I start um, my new gig in two weeks, but my time working in college athletics, at least for the foreseeable future, is over. So what are you doing with all your free time now? Let's see. So yesterday I went to look for an apartment. Today I watched some Disney Plus that we're going to talk about later. I finished looking for Alaska. I am, I don't know, walking around my neighborhood <laughs> during the day when there's nobody here. You're, you're that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm that dude walking around because wondering, like, why is, doesn't he have somewhere to be? No, I do not. Exactly. When I would be home, like, sick or something. And I would look out the window and there'd be like old people walking outside like, don't y'all have to be somewhere? <laughs> nope. You're that, you're that person now. I am totally that person. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, before I forget, so Martha doesn't yell at me. Also, uh, you should listen to um, my other podcast shit you need to know. I started listening on my drive home from Winston-Salem. Hey, listen to the Avatar episode. We just released it last week. Okay, I need to do that one. Uh, how are y'all's weeks? It's been a bit. It has been a bit. Um, I The reason we're doing this podcast a little late is because, well, I don't know what, what Aaron had going on, but I had my professional conference that I had every year um, that we do in Winston-Salem. So I was there from Saturday to uh, on it today. I drove back today, earlier today. So, But it was good, but busy. So. I was in Ohio. It was fun, but it was cold. And now it's cold here. You brought it with you. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> Maverick, how have you been the past couple? Ooh, I'm alive. I have my health. At least but... we have our health. <laughs> it's safe to say, though, it's, it's definitely been on the struggle bus for the last couple of weeks, and just in terms of my work. Business is booming, so I mean, it's a positive. But uh, similar to what Disney Plus's Twitter sent out today, uh, uh, our guests visiting the estate are exceeding our most highest expectations. And so business is really, really booming. And so it's just making for a little bit more stressful being able to do my job. But it's still fun. Still enjoy it. And so They're just hugging y'all a little too, long, a little <clears> too hard. <throat> but glad I'm here to be able to talk non-work related stuff with y'all. Yeah, we can about talk more about more fun sports. topics. <laughs> the fun stuff, like Carolina not having to watch a Carolina football game this weekend. I think we uh, won the bye again. We did win the bye. Uh, looks like we're going to have some people healthy. Nick Polino should get more snaps, if not the starting snaps, and play most of the game against Pitt this weekend. A uh, bunch of guys on defense are going to be back. Uh, as far as I know, Antonio Williams is going to be good to go. Have y'all heard anything on that? I heard that he was supposed to be good to go. So, yeah, we should be bringing a pretty healthy squad up to Pittsburgh um, tomorrow, as most of y'all are going to be listening to this. And that's going to be a huge game. I mean, if we win that one, I mean, I don't want to speak anything. Well, I will. I'll speak it into existence. If we win, we'll get bowl eligible. If we don't win, our last hope of bowl eligibility is beating NC State. And I really don't want 
our season and our postseason hinging on a rivalry game. Especially one where the the fans are so insufferable. We already had our rivalry game. That's true. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) There's a real possibility (laughs) that us and um, North Carolina State University's football team are going to be fighting for bowl eligibility that last game of the season. Yeah. And on paper, we should totally beat them, barring any injuries or something crazy happening before that game. But if we are both five and six going into the game at Carter Finley, I am terrified. Yeah, that's uh, like state should be the like, oh, I guess we are going to beat Mercer. I'll, I'll put that into the universe. That's what I was kind of going for. Yeah, um, I don't care. Whatever you everyone Tar Heel Nation blame me. Just send everyone to, to my mention box uh, at Colby complains if we lose to Mercer. But after we beat Mercer, uh, I mean, state should probably be the easiest game we've had since Georgia Tech. They are not good. They are not healthy, which makes things worse for them. It's going to be uh, – t- they're having a pretty tough season, and we should be able to capitalize on that. But, you know, how things go around Chapel Hill. <laughs> we are a different team, but make no mistake, we are still the same team. <laughs> oh, we, we are – we I think – was it Michael Coe? that did the thread of uh, mm-hmm. call ACC teams as NFL teams, and we were the Chargers because we play the same game every single week. So <laughs> Every single week. Mav, what are you thinking about um, this game on Thursday? Just to echo the sentiments, I mean, naturally, I think it's a really huge game as well because I want to put it in the bag as well. I want to win this game and feel comfortable knowing that we're going into the Mercer game with the possibility of being able to clinch a bowl. Because again, it's you. We've in our times at Carolina, and even just looking history, when it comes to games against a rival, we have to acknowledge that. Where think you can just throw the record out of the window, you can throw the talent out the window, chuck them like <laughs> chuck them. It, it literally turns into a toss up. So, but I mean, they are definitely a team that's uh, similar to us in a lot of ways. They're basically at the level we were two years ago, where extremely inexperienced, extremely hurt, young quarterback, and quarterback uncertainty. And so they're just struggling to find a way just as much as we are. I think at the moment we're still a little bit ahead of the curve, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to give everything, especially if they know that they could end our bowl eligibility by beating us in that last game. Hey, now, quarterback shouldn't matter for them. They are QBU after all. Yeah. But they have some. They have some problems at the quarterback at the quarterback spot this year. Um, I am trying to pull up the um, some stats about Pitt right now, but my eyes while, are itching. Really while bad. you while you do that, I kind of since we're already talking about NC State, um, so they played Clemson last, mm-hmm. this past weekend, and they got the belt. And I think that they were to put it nicely. And I was seeing some like, cause I follow Lauren Brownlow and Joe Ovius and, um, Joe Giglio, Giglio. I don't know. He used to cover the Tar Heel. He taught that guy. Um, and a lot of them do a lot of ACC work around the triangle area. And a couple of state fans were adding them and were being like, it was, you know, they were running up the score. They were being disrespectful. Like, there's no reason they should have been going on fourth down. And it's like, I have no idea what kind of delusions of grandeur that these people have because you are the first team that they're playing after they get picked fifth in the college football playoff rankings. They were always going to make an example out of you. Who It didn't matter if it was State. It didn't matter if it was Pitt. It didn't matter if it was UNC. It, whoever they were going to play that week, they were going to make an example of. And they took it really but, personally. <laughs> I, okay, so two things with that. Like, Dave Doran and uh, what's-his-face uh, Dabo have a, a, a quote-unquote history. Uh, they seem to get along when they aren't playing against each other, and then in their games against each other, it gets like, more heated than most coaches get against each other. 
Uh, some of it stems back to the laptop incident where, like, Clemson had a laptop on the sideline uh, against um, State a couple years ago, I think, in 2017. But, I mean, Clemson has been trying to make an example out of teams since they played us, and it's just no one's noticing. <laughs> like, they've been, like, I remember, I think it was the, the Louisville game when, like, Trevor Lawrence threw a couple picks in the first half, and they're like, oh, Clemson's in trouble, and then they won that game 45-10. to 10. So they've been trying. They've been trying to let people know that they are still Clemson, just that no one's paying attention to them. So they on national television, on um, broadcast television, they had to let the country know that this is what it is. So, I mean, sucks to be on that end of it, but you know, I don't have much sympathy um, for the Wolfpack. Moohoo. Back to Pitt, though, because I was thinking, of, I was trying to think of their quarterback's name. I was going to say Pickman, but that's the game on GameCube. Um, Pickett <laughs> has nine touchdowns, eight interceptions on the year. Um, that's not exactly lighting up the stat sheet. Uh, the thing about Pitt is that they blitz a lot. They really like to get after the quarterback. They're second in the country in sacks um, with 40, only behind Ohio State, who has 41. So that's Sam's got to be... chuck it. Get it out. Yeah, Do not take a sack. I, I I suspect we'll see a lot of Max Pro uh with um some three man, maybe some even some two man routes this game. Um maybe try to make use of play action when we have to pass the ball, but we might have to lean on our running backs a lot. At least that's well at least we have I confidence. That's something I feel confident in if we have to re- rely on the running game. Now, do we rely? Do we have confidence in Phil Wonga calling this game in such a way that we can we can take advantage of that? I don't know. It's bad. Like we that Virginia game hurt because I feel like that was finally a game where he actually did a decent job, and that Jay Bateman just decided to take a day off, and it was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Aaron, you look like you're about to say something. I was just going to say, do we trust Phil Longo? The answer is either yes or no, and I think we all know what the answer is. Right now, Pitt is favored by four and a half. Uh, I like, by the way, on ESPN, they say the um, capacity of Heinz Field is 68,000. Pitt is never going to get close to 68,000 in Heinz Field. What world would they ever get 68,000 in that stadium? (laughs) Hey, listen, the Steelers are lucky to be able to play in the stadium of the Pitt Panthers with nine national championships. Anyway, anything else about Carolina before we talk about the good game from last week? No, I'm excited. Let's win. Yeah, let's win. So let's talk about the most important game uh, from last week. Uh, The Ohio State Buckeyes beat Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great game. I saw it in person. Maryland is a football team. So we've been told. No, let's talk about LSU-Bama. I think David and I have been very high on LSU the past couple weeks. Correct. They just look really good. And they, I mean, they put 46 points on Bama. And Bryant-Denny. And Bryant-Denny. They tried to give it up at the end, but they put 46 points on Bryant on um, Bama and Bryant Danny. That's not easy. But what I have noticed is that Bama tends to lose those games that turn into like a shootout. I feel like when their defense isn't completely dominating, that's when the variance comes with Bama. At least from what I can see. Uh, Aaron, I'm really good at firing up your brother. <laughs> like, yeah, really, y'all like, are um, really good at getting into beef with each other. I don't do no, 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 no. Don't you put that devil on me, Ricky Bobby? I don't do anything. I tweet, and he enters my in, into my mentions. <laughs> All I said was that LSU is the, it should be number one. I said it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. Oh yeah, LSU he was, was really mad one. about that. I'm not even I'm, I think he thinks that I said that OSU was a joke. I don't think OSU is a joke. I think the committee's a joke for putting OSU over LSU and I stand by that. And I also stand by that 
after they just beat Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do think I think it's close. I don't think it's like LSU gigantic gap Ohio State. No, but I do think that is a pretty clear delineation that LSU is the best team in the country. Yeah, yes. I mean, I think that either one of them has a solid argument for being number one. Ohio State has looked really good against who they've played, but LSU's also looked pretty good, really good against who they've played, and they've played better teams. Correct, which is the basis of my argument. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a year where the SEC actually has like a, a couple decent, a, like enough decent teams to be like, okay, if you go undefeated in the SEC, you're actually a team that we need to consider being that great. Now, the Big Ten is kind of a or is sneakily also very good now, but even though Wisconsin is losing a little more than we thought they would, uh, that Penn State-Minnesota game was also very good. I didn't actually get to watch that one. I got to watch Alabama-LSU. I didn't get to watch the Minnesota. But I, when I was checking the score, like it looked like Minnesota was like whipping them for a while they at were least. until the very end, yeah. Yeah. I um I was I went to the movies that morning, but I saw the I caught like the third and fourth quarter of that game, which is you know like with these types of games, do you really need to see more than that? Um, and Minnesota, I really want them to get into the playoff. That would be because why not? So Roll that boat. So I, I have a question because I'm not I'm still not super well versed in college football and like all that kind of stuff. Uh, as far as like the organization of the conferences, is are are Alabama and LSU in the same division in the SEC? In the SEC, yes, yes, they are. They're in the so, West. They're both in the West. So if LSU wins out, they they'll probably out, play Georgia. They Georgia. will play pro- most likely, which means Alabama won't get a chance to play in the conference in the conference championship. Correct. But counterintuitively, Georgia is going to get the second loss, which might very well push Alabama right back in. Which clears out a space for Minnesota. <laughs> so my like my thought process is like, what happens if Georgia and L- an unbeaten LSU team play, and Georgia beats LSU? You can't just take LSU out of the top four, especially if they haven't lost until yeah, that point. I don't think point. you can deny Georgia being in because then they just beat the they just beat LSU. So you would think at that point that it would be. LSU, Ohio State, Georgia, and then Clemson. 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 Yeah. So <laughs> it's like where that leaves Alabama. I think that was a huge loss for Alabama, which is what I'm trying to get at. And then poor Minnesota in a Baylor team that I mean not poor Baylor, because screw Baylor, but yeah, no. <laughs> a Baylor team that's going to probably lose out on a chance to get into the playoff because the Big Twelve sucks every year. Or at least it's mediocre. The ACC is probably worse than the Big Twelve this year, but um the Big Twelve is exceedingly more mediocre than we thought it was gonna be. So Oregon like, are they someone we need to keep an eye on for the potential playoffs? Like, if they went out, I know they lost their opener. They're eight and one, but yeah, if they if they went out, I would say that they are uh, legit. Yeah, I would say that the teams still in the hunt. In theory, Baylor is, but I don't think that they would need to beat Oklahoma this weekend. I don't see that happening. Really, the teams that have a shot. The favorites right now are Clemson, LSU, Ohio State. They went out there in. Simple as that. Then the everybody else you have. And Minnesota, I guess, in theory, is on that tier. Um, well, the thing about Minnesota is they have a clear path to the playoff. Yes. Then the everybody else. Penn State, I think that if they went out, they could, they would probably be in because they would have that Big Ten spot. There would be... 12 and 1 and Big 10 champs with wins over Ohio State and Minnesota. Georgia has a realistic shot of making it. Utah and Oregon both are about equal in their shot of making it. Oregon's probably more likely because they are just generally considered to be a better team. Oklahoma has a shot. And then Alabama needs help. Yeah, they need people to That's not weird. do their I, – I wish, yeah, which usually isn't the case. But normally their hope is just the committee throwing them in, but I don't think they, <laughs> I don't think they can do that this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I think Oregon 
I don't think a Bama loss is really that bad. And Justin Herbert's been playing very, very well at 11 o'clock Eastern. I think that I it's just going to be tough for it's tough for the Pac-12 teams to make it in because nobody watches those games. Yeah, that, which is unfortunate, but it's a product of like, I mean, you think about even in basketball, like who watches that? Like you, like Gonzaga, like nobody knew that they were <laughs> legit. Nobody ever took them seriously, but they had been beaten up on teams forever in basketball. I tune in just to listen to Bill Walton. <laughs> the Conference of Champions. Uh-huh. Anyway, all right. Uh, last thing, uh, Joe Burrow, number one overall. I'm not ready for that yet. I still think Tua has enough goodwill built up for the last couple of years that he'll be. I think between Joe Burrow, Tua, um, Chase Young, Chase Young, my guy over at um, who's the quarterback over at um, in Oregon. Oregon is Sam Ellinger. Is he eligible for the draft? Oh, he's no. Get him out of here. I okay, don't care. I don't know what his de- year designation is. Get him out of Just here. Just get him out of here. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but there. I feel like there's a. It's a decent quarter quarterback uh, draft class. Or you trying is. to think of Jalen Hurts? That's what I, I was thinking. Yes, I oh, was thinking shoot. of Jalen yeah, Hurts. Him yeah, too. Jalen wow, Hurts this is a pretty decent quarterback. That's class. what. I, that's who I was forgetting. But um, yeah, I would say the odds are it's going to be. One of the two big quarterbacks in Tua or Joe Burrow that goes number one, or Chase Young if they need a defender, whoever the number one I, pick is. I agree. I think because I, Miami has a bunch of picks, right? Yeah, they do. I, I, they they might t- if they c- can fall back down to uh, to the number one overall. Uh, by the way, Oper- Operation Fish Tank is in grave danger. It's, um, it is DEFCON like eight million. Uh, yeah, I think DEFCON goes the other way. I think it's DEFCON negative four. Oh, uh, never mind. Okay. Either way, it's the bad side of DEFCON. <laughs> it's going to be they. They might take Chase Young first because I mean. I think they'd be fine getting a Jalen Hurts or a Justin Herbert. I don't know. Justin Herbert is such about. a nerdy name. It really is. It is a very dorky name. Let's talk about the NFL, or I don't want to, but we do that on this podcast. So I'm so tired, Colby. <laughs> well, should we let the winners talk first, and yeah. then we'll we'll amend our team? Um, Aaron, did you go to the game? Uh, I did not, but I watched. Almost all of it. The road to ten and six started on Sunday. <laughs> Listen, the Brown schedule is remarkably easier. Yeah. Um it was a good win, but the major thing that was frustrating is by God, the play calling in the red zone is awful. We had eight chances on that one drive from the one yard line. To yeah. score a touchdown and ran like five of the stupid toss play that didn't work the entire game. Just throw that play out of the playbook. Freddie Kitchens is a bad coach. He is, yeah. yeah. He's, we he's need to fire great. him. Not great, Bob. Obviously, the dream outcome is you get a guy like Lincoln Riley. In theory, the dream outcome, because we know that the transition from college to pro is hard for coaches. But he's not going to leave Oklahoma, presumably. But I would be happy with a guy like McCarthy. We shall see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Aaron, not Aaron, uh, Maverick. Once again, uh, the Titans proved to be the most confusing team in football. <laughs> and, and I should be Can't happy. It. I should be happy. We even hurt the Titans beat the Chiefs 35 35- 32 off a blocked field goal to tie the game up. I, I, I don't, I don't understand. For some reason though, we just have the chiefs number. We come back and beat them in the 2018 playoffs. And then this, where like I said, even with Mahomes hurt, no one was really expecting us to win that game. And then for us to actually pull that out, we make no sense whatsoever. 
And now we're 500, and we're a game and a half out of a wild card spot. So, go figure. But no, (laughs) we could very well next week just lay a goose egg and not score any points. So, I I don't know. I have said that I'm not going to engage in any Cam Newton talk until, like, anything definite is said ever. So, I'm not going to. David, I don't know if you do, but I'm just not. I don't feel like it. I'm tired. I, I I'm so, I'm so, it was funny for, like, two seconds. Like, ha, 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 yeah, Kyle Allen, whatever. He, he'll be fine. Like, whatever. He'll, he'll get benched later. And now, there's, like, it's weird because there's so much media traction with it now like it's not just ford f-150 twitter anymore it's like national media and it's really annoying and for like like ian rapaport put out a report like unlikely that cam newton will be back with the panthers next year that was based on nothing 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 literally based on oh nope nope not doing it yeah not doing it. <laughs> you almost sucked me up i'm not doing it let's gotcha. talk about the Packers game <laughs> Uh, Cam Newton to the Bears <laughs> for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, whatever. Sick of it. Oh man, that made me mad. Uh, yeah, let's. <laughs> I heard the pain rising. <laughs> I, I I'm not doing it. Let's talk about the Packers game. Uh, the def- the run defense is bad. Uh, Aaron Jones ran for I don't I Ever. don't even have the stats in front of me. They, he ran the entire game, just up and down the field. Uh, now, pasty- as a mitigating thing, though, because I'd managed to watch a little bit of it, it looks like, I mean, Green Bay, it seemed like, got away with a lot of holds, both on offense and defense. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. I, which I did, which that makes a running nothing- game look good when you hold. Yes, this, yes, it does. Um, but it, I wish it was just that, but it's been that all year. That that the run defense has been bad. the The pass defense is decent because our pass rush is defense is decent. I am wondering, David, if the move to four three is bothering Luke because he seems like I'm not saying he's lower to the ball. It just seems like he is not getting to his spots as quick as he did last year. And I wonder if the move to 4-3 is it. It's it's just weird. I I can't really put my finger. You would think with like a better front line, like a front four, that your run defense would get better. But, and you know, you have decent linebackers. I always forget the name of the third linebacker. We have Shaq Thompson, Luke Keekley, and I always forget whoever is. Well, we have um, Mario Addison, and then we have uh, Bruce Irvin on the other side. Got it. So they, we, we move Mario Addison to outside linebacker, and then Bruce Irvin's on the other side. So it's just it's just weird. I don't think Luke Keekley is any worse. So, I mean, the only real difference is that 4-3 defense. And it's, you know, I know part of it is an adjustment, but I don't know. It's weird. I guess it's, it's weird. Ho- it's hoping to pass rush, so I I don't know. It's just I don't think this team in its current form is good enough to make the playoffs in the NFC. You're, we're going to have to be like eleven and five to make the playoffs, which means we can only lose one more game the rest of the way, and we still have to pe- play the Saints twice. We have the Seahawks coming up in a couple weeks. Jesus. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just going to be very hard, and if the Seahawks keep winning it's gonna be that moves the Niners down to a playoff spot and we're not gonna get that and then if the Packers keep winning then the Vikings are gonna take the other wild card spot so it's not ideal it's gonna it's not ideal it looks like we're gonna be middle of the pack with a bad draft pick again so the worst place to be in sports is in the middle (laughs) it's like for real it's like right where the Hornets are as Maverick put it, a, a treadmill of mediocrity. Correct. So it's what? frustrating. It's just I'm not going to do it's, it. Never mind. I was going to engage nope. in more quarterback discourse, but I, I, I don't want to do it. It's fine. I, the only discourse I will engage in is Colin Kaepernick is hosting a workout soon in Atlanta, and all teams are invited. So I hope Marty Herney sends anybody down there. Wouldn't that be something? But I, I still, even then, I don't think it's enough for with this team, but who knows. 
I don't know either, but uh, half of it, just for the reaction across the board in North Carolina, it would, it would literally shake the states of South and North Carolina if we signed Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Anything else happening in the NFL this week? I'm trying to think. Well, uh, the I Saints mean, the, lost to the Falcons. The Saints did lose to the Falcons, which helps a little bit. Uh, um, I don't, the Ravens I don't, are good. Yeah, the, the oh, Ravens that's are it. good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's, talk about, Let's talk about Lamar Jackson because I love him. He's so close to my heart. I just I want to keep him safe. It Let's just, talk about how <laughs> they lined up with three Heisman winners in the backfield and ran a triple option. <laughs> Amazing. It's iconic. Lamar Jackson is genuinely one of my favorite parts about this NFL season. Like I remember clearly when he was in and when we were entering the draft stages that I know I was high on him. I, I think Colby, you were high on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, this dude's going to be a good NFL quarterback because we saw what he could do with his arm at Louisville. Cause I, I saw it with my eyes. Like I saw him play <laughs> in college and it's like, there's no way this dude's not going to do something in the pros. There's no way he can't at least get a shot. And to see what he's doing with it, to not just be a quote unquote running quarterback or, you know, listen to all these people telling him he needs to be a wide receiver uh, or something like, and he's like slanging it. (laughs) And also putting Madden NFL, you know, Madden 20 moves on people. I I mean that on top of the Ravens running him better than they did at, Louisville because Bobby Petrino has that 2001 pro style offense where they <laughs> run none of that stuff. Uh, I I think it's really interesting. Aaron, uh, week ten is over. Who is your MVP right now? Probably Russell Wilson, but I think that Lamar Jackson has an argument. Deshaun Watson probably has an argument, but their team needs to perform a little better. Um, Christian McCaffrey has an argument. Maverick, who's your MVP? I mean, at this point, Lamar is putting up really good numbers. I think he has to be in the conversation. I think if he wasn't hurt, I still think Mahomes has to be there as well just because he's the reigning MVP. I I I would say Christian McCaffrey also has an argument. David, I it's hard because Russell Wilson did not have a good game yesterday, but I still think it's between Russell and Lamar. I think that it's Russell Wilson, one A, Lamar Jackson, one C. If that makes sense. Yeah. They're on the same tier, but they're a tier apart within that tier. Yes. Just because like Russell Wilson is like that, that team is not a eight and one team or like eight and two team. How, whatever their record is, they're not, but he just has this magic that comes flying out of his butt in the second half of every game. I don't know where it comes from and it's very annoying but it's hard to argue with yeah something that i was thinking about last night mostly because i saw a youtube video about him do you think that someone like denard robinson was just in the wrong era sub era because he's a similar player to like what we've seen from lamar jackson where he is an unbelievably dynamic run first past second quarterback past third quarterback but he just didn't really do anything in the nfl I'm not sure if he was ever as good as Lamar Jackson, though. Yeah, that's probably true. I, yeah, that that's my only thing with Denard Robinson. I'm not sure if he was actually that. I don't think he was good enough to do that. Yeah, because he was at the beginning of that era of of this era of dual threat players or even run first players, and so it is feasible that. It's just because he was at the beginning that he was that good. I could see him being like a, a Taysom Hill type player, maybe, but yeah, I I think that I think maybe if he would have came out of the league a little bit later, teams would have been a, 
bit more creative with him um and have him just like as a, as a high school like player who's listed as athlete <laughs> but <laughs> i don't know so do y'all want to talk basketball carolina basketball so um NCAA cases or baseball next can we it's I want to just mention one thing about NBA basketball without going completely into it. Just something happening right now that's really wholesome. So I don't know if y'all heard that Roy William is on the road um, visiting Kobe White in Chicago um, to watch his game uh, against the Knicks um, because apparently Kobe White was really struggling with his shot and he's getting really frustrated. So Roy went to go visit him to go watch his game. Uh, Kobe White proceeded to hit six threes in one quarter. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he had 18 points in five minutes. <laughs> so he went flamethrower, which is awesome. And apparently somebody tweeted that he hit four straight. And after the fourth one, he looked into the crowd at Roy Williams. And that just makes my heart happy. <laughs> so let's talk about another a current Carolina guard that went flamethrower. Uh, UNC's had two basketball games since we've last spoken. Uh, the first of which against Notre Dame, where Cole Anthony proved that he was that dude. Aaron, what was it like in the building? It was unbelievable. First of all, it was unreal watching something like that in person. But also that atmosphere for the first game of the season was electric. That was like it's an ACC game. It has to be. Well, it was like middle of the season ACC game electric. Like even the first ACC game, the first couple ACC games are usually like not at like top tier Dean Dome level games, but that was like probably a tier like top tier Duke games, non withstanding, not counting top tier Dean Dome. Let's see. So I am. I got a text from Carla after the game and she said, I know you told me that Cole Anthony was good, but I didn't think he was that good. (laughs) I I think we got a good one, y'all. Yeah, I mean, his ability to take over the game. Is. Inhuman. Listen, I've never seen one a rookie guard call a clear out for a Roy Williams coach game. Two in the first game of the season, he waved everybody off, and Roy <laughs> didn't react at all. I've never seen that. This kid is special, and I I'm glad we get to witness it for exactly. I mean, hopefully for forty games. You know, Roy was because people are saying like, "Oh, well, Cole Anthony's taking all the shots. Of course, he's scoring that much." Well, somebody asked Roy like, "Hey, you think? Do you think Cole Anthony's taking too many shots?" And he was like, "Well, that first game he took like what twenty four shots and he hit twelve of them. If he's shooting fifty percent, he can shoot however many he wants. Like, <laughs> for real. But it's kind of true. Like, who else on that team is a reliable scorer? Like." We can talk about specifics later, but it's it's a little iffy. It like you got Cole Anthony, and then you got eh. And this is obviously minus Brandon Robinson. Like Brandon Robinson's hurt. He should. They said that he should be back by like in like two weeks by the Bahama trip. Um, I don't know when Anthony Harris is going to be back, but that should help alleviate some things. I have no idea if we'll ever get Sterling Manley back, um, which is concerning because we're already needing some depth at the big man at the four and five, but Garrison uh, and Armando seem like they're going to be a good tandem when Armando's not getting, you know, slapped in the back of the ankle or, you know, hitting the head with an elbow. Somehow we moved up in the rankings. We're now the sixth best team in the country. I don't know y'all, but I don't think we are playing like the sixth best team in the country. No, no. Well, Hey, the number one team just lost to Evansville. And so the I number one team we have lost some parody this year. And the number one team lost to the previous the previous number one team lost to the current number one team. So Michigan State is worse than Evansville. 
So I think sure. we're good yeah, this year. That's not that we bad. have some parity this year. There's not a one superpower. So we, I mean, we have a wide open race if we get our guys back. If we get healthy, I think we can easily make the run. Again, there's always going to be the talk of yeah, double edged sword where Cole Anthony is good. He can shoot the lights out. He can take control of games. You don't necessarily want him to feel that he has to do that every game, and you mm-hmm. want to be able to get a well rounded. Uh, output from all of your guys on the team, but it's nice knowing that you have someone that can take over like that. I'm not sure if we've had someone like that really, I would say as far as like maybe Marcus page, but even further back than that, potentially like Kobe. Yeah, was, I mean, I Kobe think that, was a score, but I think that Cole, like he's a three level threat. He can pass really well. He's a playmaker. I think that's the best word. He's a playmaker. He's not just a score. He's a playmaker. I think that we had, we've had a guy on each of the past few teams who can just from a scoring perspective, take over a game, but we haven't had a guy like Cole in a long time where we are live by him, die by him. And where he just completely controls every part of the game. I think the best part of having Cole Anthony is when we get to March and we're going to have a game where not a lot of things are going our way and we just need to be able to give the ball to somebody and say, go get yours. I think that's when we're going to be the most grateful for Cole Anthony just to be able to go out there and take over when he needs to. Yeah. He's going to be the most valuable player that he will be for us in big games late in the season. And in March when we need someone to, take over uh the only thing that's worrying me like genuinely like team wise is the fact that we're not really valuing possessions a lot and i know that it's really early but i feel like there's a lot of really bad turnovers like really bad turnovers um and like bad shot selection now i feel like the surprise for us has been andrew playtech like he was huge in that notre dame game like, I feel bad for not mentioning him. Like, he had really solid minutes. Um, and I think he had, like, six points or something, which considering, you know, how disappointing some other people looked, that he was had a lot. Eight, he had three at the start of the second half. Yeah, he had, could have very well have took him, but gave it to Andrew, and Andrew sunk it right at the top of the uh, Well, yeah, Playtech was butt he naked. He was butt naked. He was butt he was naked. Butt naked. <laughs> um, I think that Playtech and Justin Pierce have both been very positively surprising to me, at least, Christian Keeling has been negatively surprising. Colby, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope he, he can turn it around a little bit. Uh, but again, everyone, remember, it is November 12th. A lot of the problems that we see with the team, like I said, this team is not the sixth best team in the country right now. It's November 12th. They are going to get better in a lot of these places. Um, and that'll come with time. So yeah, and there were that, did, yeah. Sorry, I was just. I think I tweeted it out. It was like I would watch some offensive sets, and there would be guys on our own team running into each other. Like they just didn't know where to go, and that'll get worked out. I think the longer that they play and practice, also with chemistry, knowing the tendencies of every player, so that they don't run into each other. Right. Uh, yeah, this team is not played with each other a lot, especially in like real game action. So. Did any was I the only one that watched the Flow Sports broadcast? Yes, I was at work, so I couldn't watch the UNCW game. I uh, yeah, I couldn't it watch it. It was the worst broadcast I have ever watched for any sporting event ever. It was terrible. It like I can't believe they are asking people to pay for that. Like that is some of like. I don't know what 18-year-old they weren't paying to shoot that game. <laughs> it was so bad. I, I, like, I was in awe. With At one point, they had a graphic on the screen talking about how great Colby White was last year. I don't know if y'all saw the um, times they cut to Roy talking to their um, sideline reporter in the hallway and they couldn't switch over the camera enough. And you heard, you could hear Roy saying, y'all, we got to do this now or I'm about to leave. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, he's got to go <laughs> coach a team. Jesus. It was really bad. Uh, so, yeah, screw float sports. Um, yeah, that. But we got the dub. We got that the UNC dub. dub. Um, uh, yeah, that was a poor shooting game. There, I don't think there's much to take away from that game. We were just so hurt. We need to get people back. So We need sharpshooter B-Rob. Let's talk about yeah. So we mentioned Kentucky lost um, today as we're recording. Did y'all know that uh, Pritchard from Oregon is still out here? I'm sorry, who? A little white dude. He's still in the league. He's <laughs> still in the league. Still out here, um, playing for Oregon. Derek Thornton's still in the league at Boston College. Daddy is Derek Thornton. Former That's Derek a name I hadn't heard in a minute. He went to USC. Grad transferred over to Boston College. Yikes. Wild. Um, that's all I had to say about that. Let's do, since we're talking about college basketball, let's talk about the NCAA. Um, they had a very bad week um, as far as PR, and I'm glad I no longer work for an NCAA member institution. Um, so let's talk about James Wiseman. As they're literally, as I'm watching this game, they have a graphic up about what happened um, this year. So just to break it down, summer 2017, Penny Hardaway was a high school coach uh, in Memphis who helped AAU. James. Oh, at this point, he was a was he an AAU coach at this point or high school coach? I don't know. Either way, um, one of those he helped James Wiseman move. Um, about eleven thousand five hundred dollars to help him move the high. Oh, I think it was a high school coach because uh, they like took it up with the high schools and they were okay with it, which is why all this was fine. They talked to the NCAA; it was good. That year, Penny Hardaway donated a million dollars to the school, which is when the NCAA labeled him as a booster. This is while Tubby Smith was still the head coach at Memphis. Tubby Smith gets fired. They hire Penny Hardaway. And James Wiseman um, commits to Memphis. Now, right after their um, first or second game, or right before their second game of the season, James Wiseman was ruled ineligible because the booster, quote unquote, Penny Hardaway, helped him move to Memphis. So, right, so, oh, sorry, David. Um, No, don't apologize. I'm just making noises. There was a, um, they have the Memphis courts or issued a restraining order to let James Wiseman play as the investigation continued. But as it seems right now, they are going to keep letting Penny Hardaway coach and they're going to keep letting James Wiseman play. And I don't think even if the NCAA rules him ineligible, they're going to stop playing him. <laughs> so, just give up the wins after the fact. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. What like what what's the NCAA supposed to do if they just keep playing them? Because the NCAA is only as strong as its member institutions. And also on that same day, not to gloss over it, but I think it's similar. Chase Young got suspended. Yeah, no, I have this in the in the show. Oh. Yeah, go. Oh, oh, my bad. No, please keep going. Oh, so Chase Young, Ohio State's star defensive end. Uh, it came out that he took a loan from a quote-unquote family friend, I think, so that he could send his girlfriend, maybe mom, a significant woman in his life to the Rose Bowl. Girlfriend. To the Rose Bowl when Ohio State played there, and he paid off the loan already, but Ohio State suspended him a game to be safe, and he is now in limbo. They're probably going to... He's probably going to be suspended between one to three more games. It's all dumb. Yeah. Always fight it. Never cooperate. Never cooperate. Don't do it. Just let the players make money off their likeness. Just pay them. Just give them well, money. So <laughs> it, them. It's, a, it's a lot more complex, the more that I've learned about it, than just saying pay players because that turns into a Title IX thing which is not to say that you shouldn't open the can of worms because the can of worms is, is complex, but it's not as simple as just saying we are going to pay football players now. And on the surface, I do think that they should be paid, but I think that at least a good step is letting them profit off their likeness. 
Yeah, it's a good step, and, and you, they, you shouldn't, like, not take the step because it's not perfect. Yes, uh, I agree. But it's not, I'm, I just don't think it's as simple as people think it is. It's not. It's, but yeah. like, like, you said, like you said, I think, I personally think the can of worms is worth opening. Oh, I totally agree. But it's a conversation that will not be resolved quickly. No. All right. Aaron, you want to talk about the Astros being cheaters? I actually saw this headline, but I did not read the article. So yes, I watched. I did the not read the article in about. full, but I watched the video. Yeah. So basically, what happened is in the 2017 season, and I believe in 2018 as well, the Astros had a very systematic way of stealing signs to where they had cameras pointing from the bullpen area to the catcher's glove so they could see the catcher giving the signs and they had a TV in the tunnel that they would always have someone watching so they could see the signs and they were then signaling onto a trash can when it was like an off-speed pitch mainly but it was probably also breaking balls sometimes and to be honest, every team in baseball, probably every team in every sport does some sort of sign stealing, does some sort of cheating, but this is the first time in a long time that something this systematic has come out. Spygate. Spygate. Yeah. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> and like, I'll be honest, I don't know what the MLB should do about it because I mean, I think something has to be done. And that's the year that they won. That's the year they won the World Series. Yeah, Yeah, they won the World Series that year. Do you take away the World Series? Uh, If this was the NCAA, they would. Yeah, (laughs) but that's the thing is, it's so different because it's the pros. Because it's a business, not that college sports aren't a business, but they are, quote-unquote, for nonprofit institutions (laughs) other than for Grand Canyon University. Um, So... I honestly don't know what to do because you can suspend guys, but that's not really going to stop the problem. And are you going to monetarily find them a large amount of money? Like, I think that anything that they could do that would have, that would actually stop the cheat, the widespread cheating in the league would also affect the league's revenue. And that's why I don't think that they can really do anything. I mean, I think your question is two part. Like, what do you do about like stealing signs? Like, I think that there are like, there's two things. There is this normal like stealing signs, just like having somebody looking, which I. Yeah, I stealing is signs fine. is part of like, baseball. Yeah, like, I don't have a problem with stealing signs. I feel like it's a, it's just a thing that happens. I Wait, think you're talking about in the traditional sense. This yeah, is yeah, like, we're talking. We're talking about you, you have ha- like you have a, a guy who looks a at the Morse catcher from the dugout. Can. <laughs> yeah, that is that's where I think it's too far, and I don't, I don't know, because the only two real the options that you have are you just pretend nothing's happening and you do nothing about it. You acknowledge that cheating is a part of sports, and just let it happen. And I don't think you can do that. Or you, at the owners' meetings, the league and the owners talk about it and decide this is going to be a punishment going forward and we're actually going to try and enforce it. Because the other option is you give the league office full authority to do anything. And as the NFL has demonstrated, I think that that would end terribly. Listen, if you start... But the thing is, if you start like vacating titles... You have to go through the entire steroids. Era. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why start. I think that you should just leave this as is. At least, like, I do think that they deserve to be punished, but if you punish them for something like that, then that's exactly what I think could go wrong with it. Is there are so many other things in the MLB's history that need to be punished? It's so what, a better so what? move to just call it a clean slate from here and move forward so what, with a more established punishment. So like if there's like a punishment in the, in the MLB, since I'm not aware of it, like do they do something like they lose draft picks? Like they get fined. They like could, these- so there's, there's no real precedent for something like this. They could, people could be suspended. 
people could be fine. The team could be fine because this is obviously a team endorsed thing. What I think should happen if they punish them are individuals should be suspended for at a minimum a season. They should lose multiple draft picks. I don't really know at what level a fine would be effective. Like, I don't know that's how the, much they would need thought. to be fined. Because, like, a fine, I, I think a fine against the, like, NFL, NBA, MLB team is just kind of a moot point because these teams are worth so much money. I even think money. fines against players are a moot point. It, like, it because has it's, to it's be, it has just, to be, like, a fine against the cap. Like, it, it, it or I guess there is no cap. Well, yeah, that's, no that's, 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 that's what makes it so hard in the MLB is, yeah, there's no salary cap. So you either give them a salary cap and that competitively neuters them, which I don't think that punishing them competitively is a bad thing. But if you do something severe enough that fits the crime, it's going to affect the revenue. And from a business perspective, from, from a business perspective, the MLB isn't going to want to do that because that's going to affect their money. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, that's a it's a really interesting thing. Um, it's an important conversation. I'm glad we're having it. And it's like it was a really clear cut. Like any I think it was the video I watched was against the White Sox. And anytime yeah, he was throwing a ch- yeah, anytime he was throwing a change up. It was Anytime banging on the trash was, can. Yeah, they banged. It was like Morse code. Yeah. Can we turn our sights to the skies, to a galaxy far, far away? <laughs> Anything NBA you want to talk about? Uh, not really. Other than Kobe White finishing with 28 and seven threes. I don't have anything NBA, but just in the basketball vein, I did want to mention earlier, I did want to give a, good, a big shout out to Carolina's women's basketball team, currently 2-0, and a nice start to Coach Banghart's career at the helm. So glad to see that the ladies are doing well on oh, the basketball side. Duh, we forgot. Women's soccer and field hockey won ACC oh, championships. Yeah. It's so it's so common, I forgot to, <laughs> I yeah. forgot to mention it. Yeah. Like, I hope that's not taken as disrespect. Like, those teams win so much that we're like, oh, yeah, they did that again. Like, <laughs> yeah. And we also won a women's tennis individual national championship on the same day. Again, they do that all the time. It's so yeah, cool. It's just another day in the life. So no, I think it was Adam Lucas that pulled out the gym where uh, in women's soccer and in field hockey, there have been a combined 59 HCC championship games. We have won 45 of the 59, like a 76% win rate. That's not to mention the games that we've actually been in of those 59. That's incredible. Always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Um, and also, before we get out of college basketball, um, big shout-out to Cassius Winston, um, whose brother passed away before their last basketball game, and uh, he went out and put up a double-double right after. Um, right after, so... He was playing through some pain and absolutely balled out. So shout out to him. All right. Now, Disney Plus has arrived. Just got my subscription today, like a couple hours ago. I had mine like two months ago. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, yeah. I, Wait, I haven't been had... watching. I just had my... It's all paid for and stuff. Oh, oh, oh. but it, you're saying you you haven't been watching since two months ago because it, no, it dropped no, today, no. right? No, yeah, it didn't release until today. I thought you had some kind of like I secret had access and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, man, I was gonna be pissed at you. <laughs> no, um, I watched The Mandalorian. I'm getting there. I watched it too. I'm also getting there. I love Star Wars. It's a good show. I, I, it definitely it's a movie quality Star Wars television show. You can tell they poured money into it. Uh, you can see it in the casting, you can see it in the effects, you can see it like just production value. It looks so so good. Uh, and I I really like this first episode. It ends with a twist that I won't mention, even though it's the first episode. Um, I recommend watching it 
as soon as you can. Is the twist that Jar Jar is a Sith Lord? But that's uh, canon. Gotten there yet. That's canon already. We Spoiler alert. We've been oh. new. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. I really liked it, Maverick, in your most generic uh, <laughs> way you can talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is Mike Shock, y'all, when it comes to talking about Star Wars. I was just a slight bit underwhelmed overall by it, but... I think I personally just have to warm up more to TV shows rather than cinematic and theater experiences. I mean, this is essentially a movie. It's just spread out in the format of a TV show. So I think I won't ultimately evaluate until I get on. I think my biggest gripe, and I don't think this is too far to actually say it, clocks in just under 40 minutes, the pilot episode. And naturally, I just want more. As a Star Wars fan, I want to get all the content. So luckily, the second episode's coming out on Friday. But no, overall, I mean, it feels like Star Wars. It, I think it does a lot of things that more casual fans and even hardcore fans want, is that it's introducing and taking you to different parts of the galaxy, learning about new characters, and giving a, a different side of the galaxy, ultimately. So looking more into the bounty hunters and stuff, but and but also playing with a lot of familiarity. It, it's still a lot of familiarity to the old trilogy, the prequels, and even the sequel trilogy in some ways. This is exactly what I wanted from a Star Wars like standalone. Uh, nothing to do with the. Uh, uh, as far as we know right now, nothing to do with the Skywalker saga. But I think that. Uh, oh, now I'm getting now I'm getting hairy. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> I'll just can leave you, it at that. Can you? Would, would it be a spoiler to ask what time period this is supposed to be? Like where in the um, timeline? After Episode yeah. Six, it's five so it's years post- after the destruction of Death Star Two. Four okay. years after the Battle of Jakku, where the Empire officially surrendered. Okay, got it. So twenty six years prior. To episode seven. Okay, got it. All right, I'm on track now. Yes, I'm excited. So, I, I, you know, I with all of the negative. I was, I was gonna say negativity, but I sounded like I was talking fancy. But all the negative, um, like press and fan reaction that Star Wars has gotten lately, it's good to see that people really are genuinely enjoying this and are excited about it considering the kind of um reaction that episode eight got and the kind of reaction that solo got this this is a nice this is a nice win i think for star wars I don't want. I feel like I'm going to incriminate myself if I talk more about this show, so I'm going to stop doing that now. But uh, I also watched, like, I explored Disney Plus a little today. I watched The Nightmare Before Christmas for the first time um, because I can do that now. It's a Yo, good movie. Yeah, all the all the classics are on there. I, I searched some older shows from Disney just to see if it was on there. And like, I found my jam. I found that's a Raven and I found sweet life of Zach and Cody. Yes. (laughs) Is even Stevens on the plus? It is. I checked. Even Stevens is indeed on there. Oh my God. I checked. (laughs) And I'm just excited to see all the Disney channel originals that they've put on. Cause they had some bangers in our childhood. The 13th year. We had, year, we, had <laughs> we had a merman. We had a merman out here. time. We had a full merman. The 13th year, Luck of the Irish, double teamed, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Um, I mean, Mav is about it. <laughs> like, Halloween I Town? Disney oh, Halloween Town. Holy crap, I Halloween forgot. Halloween Town? Oh, God. Oh, it's going to be lit. It's gonna Lizzie be lit. McGuire? Oh, man. It is I'm going excited. to be lit. Now... You're gonna, I this you're gonna see all this crap. Like, it's kind of funny. I would love to see something like that for like old Cartoon Network shows because like, that was my jam. Like, if I could just watch Kid Next Door forever, I could. I would. 
over and over again on a loop. Let's get some My Gym Partner is a Monkey up in here. Yo, dude. Let's, <laughs> let's turn it all the way out. <laughs> Heck, I might even watch some old shows like the kids' versions, like Roly Poly Oli or things like that. P&B and J. Just for the nostalgia of it. Yeah. Listen, PB and J Otter, that theme song slaps like nothing else. I love PB and J Otter. And I, I I think Out of the Box is also on there too. It, oh, is, on, it is on. Dude, um, what? Yes, it's on there. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Crazy. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> All right. Like I said, we, we, we just... were we were privileged when we were kids with all the bangers that came out of Disney. <laughs> We are just nostalgia gushing now, so that means it's probably time to end the podcast. <laughs> but what are y'all excited to see? Let us know. Yeah, please let us know. Yes. Um, also, uh, again, because Martha gets mad at me because I never talk about the other podcast, uh, we are going to be watching Sammy the Way Out Seal, <laughs> which is a real movie on, on the other show. So you should watch Sammy the Way Out Seal and hear what we have to say about it. It was between that and um, I think Justin Morgan has a horse. So one day I'll get to all of these movies I've never heard of. Anyway, hmm. anything else? No, I'm good. Aaron, you look like you're about to say something. I was just going to say, no, I'm good, but then decided it wasn't necessary. Okay, well. <laughs> the wheels were turning. <laughs> If you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash varsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via Twitter at NeverMatePod. Thank you to David Cutter for the theme music. And may the force be with you. And also Always. with you. <laughs> oh, wait, wrong place. <laughs>